Hi, Kelly. It's Chris. I'm in Atlanta still. Uh, you're in Chicago at last, even though you've been there for a few years now. You're not in London. I say all this even though you know it already because these cities matter to us. Do you remember when we were still in that fourth city, in the first one, really, Los Angeles, where we met, how we'd planned to leave and go to Chicago and start the company and work together? That was the plan, and it was a great plan, and I really hung my hopes on that in a really big way. This was going to be my life, our life, you and me, in that city by the lake, living and working together. And then you went to London, you fell in love, and after you came back, you didn't really come back. The part of you that talked about the city by the lake, I never saw again. Everything was about getting back to London. I begrudge you that a little, but not much. I, I understand love. And with that plan gone, I moved to Atlanta to start a new life, a new plan, and both without you. You were still pining for the River Thames, and I couldn't compete with that. But then you went to Chicago after all. Our plan, but without me. I couldn't help but feel somewhat rejected. I know I shouldn't, but I do. Um, then you came to Atlanta, to my city, and you didn't let me know that you were here. You were gone before I found out. I didn't hear word one from you, and that hurts. That feels like a very specific, very pointed rejection of me and of our past and of our plans. You didn't speak to me when you came into my city after all that. And I just want to ask, why? Welcome to The One Who Got Away. My name is Oliver Blank. And the show is a meditation on grief and loss. So we're in for something gentle, hopeful. It's kind of different to, to most things we might listen to. There is music. And there are real messages from real people like you. In fact, it could even be you. I would want to say, I would want to ask, why you take me seriously enough? And why they didn't understand why I did take them seriously enough? So people from all around the world call a voicemail number, which is plus one seven one eight three nine five seven five five six, and everyone answers a single question. What would you say to the one who got away? Um, this is intimidating. <laughs> I loved you since basically the first week we met and I thought it was going to work out and I knew that it would be hard but I thought that if we tried hard enough or if I tried hard enough we could make it work but now you're less than a mile away from me and we're both on campus and I haven't seen you in a month and I guess it's just not going to work. Hello, um, I'm calling to 
talk about the school I didn't get into a couple years ago, the school that rejected me and thus separated me from my friends that did get in, most of my friends that did get in anyways. Um, hello, administrators working at that school. I just wanted to say thank you for rejecting me. Um, rejecting me from that school was the best thing that ever happened to me. My rejection from that school was the best thing that ever happened to me because I had to force myself to go to a new school and force myself to make new friends and and embrace change the way I never had. And now that I look back on that moment that happened just a few years ago, I realize what a different person I am as a result and how much how much I've grown and developed as a person. And I think about what would have happened if I did get into that school and how I would have grown or remained stagnant. And it means a lot to me that I chose to go to a new school because I'm such a different person and I've learned so many new things and met so many new people who proved to me that change is so essential. So thank you administrators for taking my failure of that test to get into the school as a, as a, as a quantifiable factor that I, I should not be getting into that school. Thank you for rejecting me because there's so many new things in my life now. So. I like to say, I often say, should is, should is a dangerous word. It comes with comparison and it comes with judgment as a way things should be rather than could be or will be or might be. And so when I think about should, I think about the way we frame things. The patterns that we see in the world around us the patterns that we think we've experienced and we're thinking we'll see in our life moving forwards. And so that's what I'm considering for this episode. Our stories, our frames, our patterns that come up, occur in our lives. you and I'm sorry that I don't call you enough I miss you I realize now 
but I don't love you anymore. But I still love who you used to be. Jill was my best friend for over 10 years. And then she wasn't. And I still don't know why. I don't think I did anything wrong. But she won't speak to me and she won't explain. And even though it's been years since we've spoken, it still hurts. What I would say to her is that she broke, you broke my heart. You, after so much time, you just threw our friendship away like it meant nothing. Like I meant nothing to you. It always makes me sad. I wish you'd at least talk to me and explain what happened. I just don't know if this is something I can ever get over. Um, so it's about two years ago next week she moved to New Zealand and I was 16, 17 and I was a friend of a friend of every year but she was the first person I ever had a crush on and I, I felt like I felt like I loved her in a weird way As soon as she said she was leaving, I couldn't tell her. I didn't want to to cause her that hurt. And every so often I think about that. And I would just tell her that she meant far more to me and she knows and I hope she has a great life I hope she has an amazing life filled with everything she would want Um, and she'll always be my one that got away To the one who got away, I would say, I finally realized that you're just a, you were just a guy trying to muddle through life, the same as I'm just a girl trying to muddle through life, and I forgive you. I forgive you for not understanding, and I forgive you for not being ready, because I wasn't either. My only regret in life was a missed friendship. Well, we were kind of friends, but 
we should have been so much more friends. And um, and now he's gone, so I can't go back and try to get that friendship. That is, um, so I would like to say to Mike, I should have gone downstairs. I should have held your hand when you were hurting. And I should have taken care, care of you. And I think both of our lives would have been much better for the time that we had. And I think we would have been, like, the best of friends. Um, as opposed to just kind of friends as friends. Um, and you died in 1994 and I still miss you. So the one that got away was a close friend, and if I were speaking to him, um, I would say, you remember my freshman year of college when I finally confessed to you after 12 years that I had had a crush on you, and I felt stupid and awkward, and you called me down and told me that it wasn't awkward, and it wasn't a crazy thought, and that you had considered there being an us at some point too but then we both decided that in our situation it would be best if we just stayed friends and so nothing ever came out of it and then you got engaged and moved across the country and then you got unengaged but we're still across the country and I love being friends with you and I don't want to change that I don't want to be with you, but I still want to know what it would be like to be with you. I guess I don't really know where to start. I think you really messed with me. And I thought we were going to make it. I thought we were going to beat all the people around us who thought it was silly. And now the one memory that stands out is that night you sent me a text with your favorite song lyric. And it was so long and I cried reading it. And I just felt like I saw a piece of your soul 
through the lyrics of your favorite songs, and now when I hear them, I don't really feel anything. And I wish it didn't have to end the way it did, and I understand why. But I want you to know that I miss you, and I wish you would call. I just wanted to say that I understand why you did what you did, and I'm sorry for getting mad at you for doing the right thing all this time, and I know that it was the best for all of us, so I really just hope everything is okay now, and I love you. Bye. I just got waitlisted from my dream graduate program, and it is bad, but also good because it'll make me more motivated, but it's bad because it makes me feel like I'm not worth anything, which is not really rational or logical, but it's the way I feel. And it's... <sighs> I'm just trying to make something more of this than what it is, honestly, because if I get in, then that's great. And if I don't get in, then that's also fine, but it just feels like... I failed, even though I haven't even failed yet. (laughs) But maybe I feel a little bit better now. So, that's progress, at least. Hi. Um, <laughs> this is harder than I thought it would be. Um, you probably don't remember me, and most days I don't really think about you at all, but I wanted to say thank you for skipping me over. Um, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I don't know. Could have been glorious, but but I think it was good that we weren't because while maybe I missed out on something that could have been insane and epic, I also missed out on a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of things that sucked. And I'm so incredibly happy now. Um, yeah, so thanks, and I wish you the best. Hi, this is to my best friend, Jeff. Well, ex-best friend. And I just wanted to say, I still love you and miss you. And even though it's been more than two years, I'm glad we're not friends anymore because I've learned a lot about um, being around people who appreciate me. And I wish you the best of luck, even though you hurt me a lot. Goodbye. don't know who you are anymore, who you would have been, what would have been. There's been different choices that have taken us in two different directions. 
closed off many paths that no longer can be taken. I sometimes wonder by how much I hate the idea of regret, how things would have turned out if choices had been different. But at the same time, things have worked out all right after all, and have to remember that I'm okay with where I am now, even if it's not quite where I expected the journey to take me about 10 years ago when I was first starting out. I should have spent more time making music over art. I know I am an artist, but I regret not feeling like a musician. Amen. What, what the hell was I thinking? I liked you. I really did. I'm sorry that I didn't show it. In fact, I mean, I still like you. I really do. I, I think, honestly, we were, we were too young. I think that was our only problem. I broke up with you. I don't know why. And I think now I know why. But I didn't at the time. That wasn't good enough. But I feel like we we used up our one shot together. Like we were allowed to to be together once. We had one allotted time, and and we used it up too soon. And I wonder if we started going out now instead of when we went out then, would it be the same? I don't think so, and I hope not, because I messed it up badly. And I think now we could be good. Things are different now, and I mean, I don't, they don't feel like they are. Maybe they're not different in any noticeable way, but I just, I just know they're different. I understand what went wrong last time. And that isn't really fair to you, that only now, years later, am I understanding what went wrong. Because I see you every day. We're friends. And I like that. I like being your friend. It's better than nothing. But I see you every day, and we're pretending like it never happened. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that we should just brush the whole thing under the rug or pretend that none of it meant anything to anyone. Because... I feel like you tried. I didn't try. I should have tried. And I see you every day. And I think about all the people you could be cute with. And all the people I could be cute with. And sometimes I drift in and out. I like you. And I want to be back together with you. And other times I don't. And maybe I just want you when I can't have you kind of a thing. Like Like a child. Because... I don't really know I just want to have ownership over you and of course I mean I don't want to but I feel like maybe that I just want to claim you and then forget about you in the corner but know you're mine and that's stupid I can't not want you to be with anyone else but also not want you to be with me I think we we could give it a real shot 
proper one, not like what happened last time. We were too young, and and I'm too young to have a one that got away. But I can't deny that you got away. And I can't deny that I wish you hadn't. I wish that we had never gone out. But I wish that we could in the future. What we did back then was a mistake. But now, I don't think it would be. I think we'd have a shot now. But we spent too long pretending it never happened, that it's never going to happen. And I see you every day, and I talk to you, and I laugh, and you make me smile. And so far, in this, you're still the only person who does that when I don't choose to. And I have never missed someone that I see every day. I miss you, and I'm sorry, and I'm not sure what to say. I think that was the whole problem with our relationship. I wasn't sure. I wasn't fair on you, just being me, just not being sure. Go be with someone who is. Get away from me. Sorry that I've been um, a bad friend. Um, we we didn't talk hardly at all last time uh, we saw each other. Um, it's mostly my fault. Uh, I'm sorry for ignoring you during that. Um, I hope you could forgive me. Um, we've known each other for a long time, but um, I hope that you can still understand that I value you um, very much. Um, I I hope you stay healthy, and um, I hope you stay smart and stay kind. And um, I expect to see great and marvelous things from you in the future. Bye.
What are we doing when... What are we doing when we miss the one who got away? Like when we lament in that loss. And we consider that. I think one aspect or idea of what we're doing is that we're finding patterns in our life as we look back seeing those dynamics that we engaged in these events that occurred and then we're projecting them out into the future into what could have been like we we kind of gather evidence based on our experience it makes a lot of sense really we go and do this detective work in our own past and we use that to say well if that was true then then it probably means this if I was to look out into the future I could maybe predict this I feel reasonably confident I think I might have said something like this before, but humans are particularly good at a couple of things. I may well have said this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating, but we're particularly good out of all of the sentient beings at planning. We can plan. And we're very good at coming up with stories as well really good storytellers and so when you put planning together with storytelling you get this projecting into the future you get this logical brain coming up with this inventive brain as you ruminate on what was and what could be I think it's really sensible. I think it's a wonderful way of reflecting and trying to make sense of the world, trying to push through loss or grief or heartbreak. But I think also there are times when we get stuck in those patterns. It becomes like a terrible loop. We loop round in this awful shape that we think we recognize and it doesn't really get us anywhere and it doesn't really tell us anything new because it isn't new. It's a projection of an old thing into the future. We're coming up with a story. think that can be something we do with new relationships too. It's something I was thinking about today. I think when we find a new relationship, we dig into the past and we look at the relationships we've had, the relationships that we've lost through choice or not, through action or inaction. And we say, well, if that was true, then maybe it means that this will go this way. This could be true in the future. And what occurred to me that felt very compelling and exciting 
was sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Maybe there is no pattern. Maybe the new thing is so new, so absolutely novel that you have no model, no framework that it could fit into. And while you're busy ruminating and projecting into the future, the future's becoming the present. It's rapidly happening. The new future, the novel one. And yet, it's a thing we do. We spend our time worrying about what could be or what might be and lamenting on what was. So I think that's something on my mind. Not rejecting the past, not letting go of it, because I think there's a lot we can learn so much we can reflect on. Our memories make up who we are. But remembering that our past doesn't always have to define our future. Okay, let's continue. sure if the path that I am on is the right one. I mean, you did choose this in the end. You chose to apply for medicine, you chose to reapply for medicine, and you got in, and now you and you, I am you, a few years in the future. I don't know why you thought that your choices were so limited while still having this incredible lack of you know, narrow-mindedness about what it is that you might want to do. It was quite, I mean, yeah, they were kind of just very airy-fairy dreams that didn't really seem realistic and didn't seem really, um, like, something that people would recommend you do. Um, things like go with your strengths. You have to be really talented. You have to be you have to be a pure talent. Uh, you must have some like raw talent innate intrinsic to you in order to pursue a certain subject in order to in order to make the most out of learning something. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. And 
I don't disagree. I didn't disagree with it back then. I will. I sadly agree with that. But I don't know why you. I don't know why you were so. Was so so. Why you so limited yourself? Why you didn't? Why you didn't try those subjects? Try learning that language that you wanted to learn German and do English and do history and because you were scared, simply. I don't know why you didn't pursue art when there was something that. You really enjoyed. I mean, I I know that you knew that you weren't talented in the sense that those famous people that you hear about now are aware. You don't have that raw talent, as people say. Um, and there's also that, obviously. Always try to make sure that you weren't being unrealistic, and that you weren't just not being making sure that you weren't just picking something and not really thinking about it properly and thoroughly, and really considering the options. And you're like, and I know that the part of you also believed that and. Kind of wanted the easy way out, and also kind of feared trying something that you thought you weren't going to be very good at. You thought about putting the effort into learning something like the sciences and applying that to a profession that doesn't—it doesn't require you to be doesn't require you to be spectacularly. Intelligent at the subject in order to um, in order to do well in the profession, like medicine. But I do wonder. I do wonder if you if you had done something, if you had chosen to pursue art, if you had chosen to learn continue learning German. If you had continued to be excited about learning, I wonder if I would be any happier now. I'm sorry I didn't get the chance to say goodbye. I hope that you're happy and that you're, you know, seeing how your children are growing up to be these beautiful, beautiful people. And Uncle James misses you, and I miss you, and I love you very much, Auntie Maria. You are not that great, and I should be the one who got away from you.
I guess what I would say is thank you. Um, thank you uh, for being you. Uh, thank you for loving me when I didn't deserve it at all and for making me feel like I was important. Um, Hi, Olivia. Um, I'm... I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that I got scared and that I... I kind of stopped being your friend as much and I'm sorry that it was really hard for me to to deal with you with what happened to you and to help you and I'm sorry I didn't know how to help you better and I wish I could do it over because I know so much more now and I know how I could have helped you and I know that I shouldn't have run away and I'm The one thing I'm not sorry about is telling your mom because because you tried to kill yourself and I don't want you to die and I didn't want you to die and I know you were mad at me and you're, you're, you're still mad at me. And I just want you to know that I love you and I miss you. And you need, you need to move back home because it's really hard. I don't really have anyone to talk to, and I just. I miss you a lot. And I hope you're feeling better and I hope you're eating. Why did you leave me? Like, what did I do? We used to be all fun together and now it's just nothing. Like, nothing. You're like a brick. What did I do wrong? Sometimes I, I pray that you'll never come back. And sometimes the only thing that can get me through is thinking of our future together. And I know that you haven't thought of me in the last nine months, and that hurts really, really, really bad. And sometimes I don't know what to do, but life is going good. So, I guess there's nothing else. 
Last year I wrote you this letter and it was five pages long and I never sent it to you and you'll never ever read it. But I just looked over it right now and I ended by saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not what you wanted. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that this is my fault. But guess what? It wasn't my fault. It was never my fault. And maybe I'm sorry for putting everything on you for putting so much faith in you and for loving you, but I'm not sorry for not being enough because I am enough and I am me and I would have loved you for forever and I would have been really good to you as long as it didn't include compromising myself. And that's all I have to say to you, I guess. So I'm not sorry. Hi, family holidays and past summer vacations. Um, I'm sorry I spent so much time doing work. I guess it was worth it to do well in my classes, but I missed a lot of time with family and friends. Um, I really miss just going outside or playing football and um, with my cousins and just having fun. I I guess I just missed relaxing and spending time with the people I loved. I was so worried about doing well and keeping up that I I might have missed some opportunities in life. Uh, I don't think I fully regret those things because they worked out really well in class and I was really stressed out at the time about keeping up with everything but sometimes you wonder about whether or not those were, how things would have been different if I maybe spent a little more um, time outside during the summertime versus walked away in the basement reading biology textbooks. Um, but now I'm in college, so I guess that everything worked out. Bye. Fifty years later, I still look at your picture and wonder what could have been. Okay. I think that's all for this episode. Thank you for staying with us. But before we part ways, you should know it doesn't have to stop here. You can take part too. You can leave a message for the one who got away. If someone came to mind during the show that you've got something to say to, well, you can call the number and leave a message. That number is plus one seven one eight three nine five seven five. Five, six. And you can always find more information about The One Who Got Away at theonewhogotaway.com. The One Who Got Away is hosted by me, Oliver Blank, and it features everyone who took a moment to take that step, dial that number, open up just a little, and share that story. I 
truly believe you're all incredible, deeply brave. I'm honored that I get to share your stories. Thank you so much. The one who got away was produced today by Philip James and Liam Campbell of Galaxy Brain. They run a studio, a small press and risograph printing concern over in the Bay Area. Uh, they make zines. They have a zine about wine. Uh, they make things that help this show run. Um, they even they have a newsletter about behind the scenes of producing things. It's called Action Potential. They do loads of stuff. You can go to galaxybrain.co. You can show them some love over there. You can visit them on Twitter as well, at galaxybrainco. Um, I am deeply grateful to, uh, to both Liam and Phil for helping make this happen. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at Oliver Blank, B-L-A-N-K. And finally, by the way, if you're feeling alone or you're feeling lonely, I promise, I promise you're not alone. We all feel it. At some point, sometimes we're all feeling it. If you can, reach out to someone ask for help that's how it starts in the meantime thank you so much for listening and i'll see you soon